We're going to continue in our time of worship this morning by opening up the Word of God. And today's scripture reading comes from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. So you can follow along in your Bibles, in your apps, wherever it is that you are. And uh, we will also have the scripture portrayed up on the screen as well. So once again, the scripture is 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. So let's hear now with open hearts and open minds from the Word of God. And I'll read a portion for us first in Spanish and then the full portion in English. Segunda de Corintios, capítulo 1, versículos 5 al 6. Pues así como participamos abundantemente en los sufrimientos de Cristo, así también por medio de Él tenemos abundante consuelo. Si sufrimos es para que ustedes tengan consuelo y salvación y si, si somos consolados es para que ustedes tengan el consuelo que los ayude a soportar con paciencia los mismos sufrimientos que nosotros padecemos. Now in English, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 7, beginning at verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your beautiful, beautiful word, Lord, and we pray that you would speak to us today in a way that is fresh and in the way that is clear, in the way that is direct, Lord. Meet us right where we're at. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Many of you know that we've been in this series that we're calling Trusting God in Uncertain Times. And we've been in this series now the past few weeks as we've been navigating this season as a church and really as a country and a world as well. And we've looked at different aspects of being able to trust God in uncertain times. We started off with talking about how to trust God in the midst of fear. Then we talked about how to be able to embrace the mystery of God, especially when things are unclear. Then last week we talked about how we can hold on to the living hope that we have in Jesus in, in times that are uncertain. And today we'll be talking about seeking and finding true comfort. The true comfort that only God can give in uncertain times. As we see here in this passage, 
we, that we just read, this passage in 2 Corinthians, we see that the Apostle Paul, who wrote this part of the Bible, he is talking to the people of God on how to navigate life in times of suffering, in times of challenge, and in times of insecurity. This passage actually confirms that in this life, there will be times that are not easy. That we will experience challenges, setbacks, and suffering in this time. Such as the challenging time that we currently find ourselves in as a world. In times like this, many of us are asking big questions. Big questions about God, big questions about faith, big questions about life. Maybe you've been doing the same as you've been self-quarantined in, in your house or with your family. Today, we're actually going to look at questions that maybe you've asked yourself in this time. Maybe you've said them out loud or you've just kept them deep in your heart. But there are questions that I've had to engage on a personal level in my own journey with Jesus and questions that I've had to engage as a pastor many, many times. And that is a question that really has two parts to it. The first part of the question is this. If God loves us, then why do we go through pain? Why do we go through challenges? And why do we experience suffering? And the second part of the question, which is connected to that, especially for people of faith, is the question, how exactly do we hold on to faith in the hard times of life? So today we're going to be looking at both of those questions. How do we hold on to faith in the hard times of life? And if God loves us, why do we experience challenge, suffering, and setbacks? So before we get into that, those questions, we're really going to take an opportunity to just pray that the Holy Spirit would guide us, would dwell over us, and would speak to us, and would speak into the season of our lives and into these questions as well. So let's take a moment to pray together. Lord, we pray that this morning we would be able to experience and feel your true comfort, Lord. A comfort not based on circumstances, Lord, because we hold on to a living hope, as we talked about last week, God. A living hope that will not die. A living hope that will sustain us, Lord. A living hope that points us to your presence. And at this time, Lord, we want to acknowledge your presence with us here and now, Lord. You are as real as the air that we breathe. All creation points to you. Lord, this morning, some of us are taking our first steps toward you. Others are taking our next steps toward you. And however it is we find ourselves this morning, Lord, we celebrate that. And this morning, we acknowledge that we don't have all of the answers, but we look to you, God. You are where our help comes from. You are the answer, Lord. We acknowledge, Lord, our imperfections this morning. And that that's okay. That part of this life of faith is being imperfect people who worship a perfect God. So, Lord, I just pray that today you would make us new, 
Manifest yourself in fresh, new ways, Lord. Speak to us today, Lord. Pour out your Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and understanding and to give us strength in this new week. We love you, Lord, and we pray all these things in the faithful name of Jesus. Amen. So I understand that these questions that we're touching on this week are pretty sensitive questions. If we love God, and if God loves us, then why exactly do we experience suffering? Why are we in this time of challenge? Some of us are even going through certain challenges right now. Many have experienced huge challenges in our life. And even in this season, some of us are experiencing challenges on top of this general big challenge that we're all experiencing as a people, as a country, as a world. And really what we see is that in these times, we're able to seek the Lord and find our rest, find our peace in Him. We worship a good God who will navigate us in our times of suffering. Some of you have had the opportunities to serve people that are experiencing seasons of, of suffering or of challenge. And I've come to learn as a pastor and in my own experience in just uh, counseling and, and serving people in this way, especially in hardships and in times of suffering, that the first step in serving someone that is suffering is not a quick fix. The first step will actually be comforting that person and just showing up for them. It's going to be a temptation to just uh, give the quick fix or to just shut down the challenges of the moment, but the best thing that we can do, especially in serving someone that may be experiencing hardship, suffering, or challenge, the best thing that we can do is to simply comfort them and to show up. Just as the passage here says and reminds us, we can experience comfort through presence and prayer rather than just simple answers. In fact, connecting and serving someone in their time of challenge, in their time of suffering, can actually invite them to experience a more profound comfort. We were created for that, for connection with God and connection with each other. I found that in times of challenge, in times of suffering, comforting others through presence and prayer, rather than just throwing simple answers at them or cliches, that is the best way to be able to serve someone in their suffering and in their challenge. Because when we comfort them in that way, we actually are able to point to some deeper and more profound truths that come up in the midst of challenge and in the midst of suffering. So back to the questions. If God loves us, why do we experience suffering and challenge and hardship? And how do we hold on to faith in the hard times? Well, the truth is that there are answers to these questions. And there are people much wiser, much more intelligent than I who have actually spent their lives responding, responding to these questions. And I really want to encourage you to take time to actually um, learn about that, those responses and, and read about them as well. But I've found 
that especially in times of challenge, especially in times of suffering, that there's a more profound truth. There's a more profound answer than just answering why. Why am I suffering? And that more profound answer, that more profound truth actually points us beyond why and points us to who? Points us to who is with us in our times of challenge and suffering. And friends, brothers, sisters, I want to assure you of this. God is with us. God is with us in the challenges, in the suffering, in the setbacks and the disappointments, because that is who God is. In fact, we see that one of the names of God in the prophet Isaiah, we see him uh, write about this and talk about this, and we see it once again in the Gospels, that Emmanuel is one of the names of God, and Emmanuel means God is with us. Or as we've said it before, Emmanuel means God shows up. He shows up to extend true comfort to us. And the truth is that as we're serving people that are experiencing suffering, hardship, difficulty, and challenge, the reality that I've learned is that such people that are experiencing this must first be inspired by the people of God before they will be inspired by a good argument or a quick answer or a quick religious phrase. That's just not going to cut it in someone's deep anguish and challenge. But it's only going to be through pointing to the true comfort in Jesus, through showing up and being present with them. And especially in this time that we're in of social distancing, the ideal is lacking. We're not able to physically be present, but we can still connect with one another and be there for one another and build each other up. I love how many of you have actually taken opportunities to be able to still comfort and encourage each other even through different platforms online or on social media as we've made this shift to be an online community during this unique season god calls us to show up and to use all those different creative ways to be able to do that to pray and to point one another to the presence of god god is with us I love this story in the Old Testament, and some scholars actually think that it's the oldest story in the Old Testament, and that's the story of a man named Job. Job was a good man who loved God and was actually experiencing suffering. And there were two sets of friends that Job got to encounter throughout his story. The first set of friends were a group that actually came and tried to tell Job why this is happening, why he is experiencing pain and hardship and challenge. And in fact, what we see there is that that first group of friends just trying to analyze the entire situation for Job, they all proved to be very unhelpful. But then we see another group of friends come into the life of Job. And instead of just giving him the quick answers or really just trying to um, gnaw over or, or just overly explain the why of Job's suffering, 
Instead, what they do is they simply comfort him. And in their comfort, they show up, they process, they pray with him, then the healing begins. That comfort is actually what ends up pointing to the more profound question, not just the why in our suffering, but the who in our suffering and in our challenges. God is with us. We're pointing to a living hope when we comfort one another, when we show up, and when we encourage one another as well, especially in times like this. We show up and comfort one another because someone has showed up and comforted us. Jesus has taken that initiative. We point people to living hope. And we show up and comfort them in suffering and in difficult times. Again, the best way to be able to serve, be of service to someone in their time of challenge and of suffering is to simply pray, listen, and point to the presence of God. That's what brings comfort in times like this. Friends, this claim by the Bible, by the Word of God, that we're reading here in the book of 2 Corinthians, this is a calling unlike any other calling. But it is a calling to experience pain, challenges, and suffering. When we serve God, and when we follow Jesus all the way to the cross, that means that we will experience suffering. We will experience pain. We will experience challenges and setbacks. Cuando servimos a Dios y a nuestro prójimo vamos a sufrir. We will experience suffering and challenges when we follow Jesus. If we're Christians, then that means that that is a part of our calling to experience suffering, to experience pain. The Bible encourages us to believe that suffering is not simply a curse, but suffering when we're aligned with the person and work of Jesus Christ, with his identity, with his purpose, when we're aligned with that, suffering is a part of the calling for those of us who follow Jesus. For those of us who follow the one that the prophets in the Old Testament refer to as the suffering servant. That's our Lord. That's the one who we follow all the way to the cross. We see that. We're reminded of that. Once again, in this passage that we read this morning, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5, it actually confirms this is part of our calling. It reminds us, in 2 Corinthians 1.5, For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds in Christ. We share in His suffering and we share in His comfort. We cannot understand the victory of the resurrection without understanding the pain and the suffering of the cross. They go hand in hand. That's the power of God at work. 
Jesus Christ, in fact, is the supreme example of suffering while not being at fault. Yet he suffered, he experienced challenges and hardship. Similarly, while we suffer while not being at fault, we are truly and mysteriously being molded and made more into the image of Christ. God is with us and God is at work in the challenges, in the pain. He is there. God is using this time to mold you and to shape you more and more into the image of Christ. We are people marked by suffering. We follow a crucified and resurrected Savior. That means that we are a people marked by this suffering. In fact, Jesus, in His physical resurrection, this is post-resurrection, in His physical resurrection, He was still marked with the scars and the wounds in his hands. In fact, that is how the apostles even recognized him through his wounds and through his scars. We can point to the glory of God and to the true comfort that we have in Christ through our wounds and through our scars. I know that this seems a bit counterintuitive, a bit different, a bit challenging, and maybe even a little bit confusing. Some of us can be asking ourselves, how does this work? How is it that carrying on the mission of Jesus actually leads to a calling of suffering and challenges and resilience? To times of discomfort. How is it that following Jesus invites us into such times? of discomfort, of challenge, of waiting, waiting, waiting. That's what a lot of us can feel like we're doing in this season. Simply waiting. And in fact, waiting is also a part of what it means to trust in a living God. We're preparing for Easter in a few weeks, and uh, we love to get to the point of the resurrection, of the victory, of the celebration of the resurrection. But there are several days before the resurrection. Resurrection Sunday can't be understood without the cross on Friday. And the cross of the resurrection cannot be understood without Saturday. Saturday was a day of waiting. Waiting, waiting, waiting. This is where we find ourselves in this season. In a time of waiting, in a time of hoping, in a time of trusting. Trusting in the true comfort that only God can give. As Christians, as the people of God, we have a new identity and we have a new purpose. And that new identity and new purpose is in Christ. And in this new identity and new purpose, it aligns us with a Lord who the prophets call the suffering servant. And, with a, and when we align ourselves with this Lord, that means that we align ourselves with the Lord who took up His cross and laid down His life for many. This is who we follow. 
This is who we align our lives and our entire story and our entire hope with. The truth is that many Christians actually like to wear a cross as a piece of jewelry, as a decoration, and I have nothing against that. But the more profound truth about our calling as followers of Jesus is that we're not called to simply wear a cross, but we are called to carry our crosses. To carry our crosses and our crosses just as he did. So that's a tension that exists. Being saved while still suffering, that's a very real challenge and tension that the people of God have experienced throughout history, throughout the world, and even in the scriptures we see it as well. It's a very real tension that we are experiencing here and now. In scripture we see that those who follow Jesus and yet they suffer hardships. And in fact, there are some that they, we see cases where they believe that they are God's people with their new identity and new purpose in Christ. And sometimes in the scriptures, we see that some people are actually experiencing suffering because they follow Jesus. What do we do with that tension? This has been the case throughout history and throughout the world and continues to be the case even today. Part of what it means to follow Jesus, the suffering servant, is that we share both in his suffering and, yes, in his comfort. We will share in his death and, yes, we will share in his victory. That's part of the journey that we're on in following this Lord and Savior as we follow Him and as we engage this world that God so passionately loves, we will have moments that aren't so easy. We will experience hard times. This is a part of the story of the people of God. It has been throughout history. It is throughout the world. And it is throughout Scripture as well. We see this in the Psalms. We, there, in, there are many psalms actually simply called psalms of disorientation, which are psalms of crying out to God, seeking comfort in Him alone. We see this tension in different styles of worship, this continuous theme of sharing in both Christ's sufferings and in Christ's comfort. As God's people, we share in both the suffering and in the comfort of Jesus Christ. Many of you know that I'm actually a big music fan. I love all kinds of music. I love all kinds of music and all kinds of, of styles. From jazz to rock to even country. So yes, I was a bit sad when I heard this week that Kenny Rogers had passed away. My wife was actually... Very sad. My wife Charlotte. Many of you know that Charlotte was born and raised in Uganda, which is a country in East Africa. And I bet you didn't know this, that Kenny Rogers was a huge superstar in East Africa. He would be able to fill any stadium there any day. I didn't know this until I first started uh, traveling to East Africa and serving over there. And I was pretty surprised when I learned it. 
So yes, again, I was bummed to hear about the passing of Kenny Rogers, and it actually got me to think about the history of music in America, here in the United States, and actually how music is so connected, and how country finds a lot of its origins from blues. And blues finds its origins in gospel music. And American gospel music actually finds its origins and was sung in African-American churches and campgrounds in the American South. Today, many of my favorite worship songs are actually these songs that were, uh, that, that were lifted up by these old gospel blues artists. Artists like the Reverend Gary Davis or Sister Rosetta Tharp. They knew as they sang these gospel blues songs, they knew that part of following Jesus was sharing in his suffering and sharing in his comfort. They knew that they followed the suffering servant, that that was part of their calling. And we're reminded of this over and over when we even see some of these old lyrics from these classic gospel blues songs Lyrics like trouble in mind and trouble ahead. Or lyrics that say, I see them long hard times to come, but I trust in Jesus. Friends, brothers, sisters, as people of God, we need to name that truth. That we follow Jesus in his suffering and in the comfort that he provides. So in this life, we will suffer setbacks and challenges and disappointments and frustrations. And yes, we will experience cabin fever. For some of us, we've been experiencing that now in this second week of the shelter-in-place order. This perhaps is not what we expected in following Jesus. But in fact, our suffering is an indication of us being in accord, of being in line with the example of Jesus Christ. With the example of the one who suffered on our behalf. To engage the world and be in this world, yet not be a part of it, this means that we will suffer as Jesus suffered. Friends, brothers, sisters, again, we cannot understand the victory of the resurrection without the pain and the suffering of the cross. When we read the Bible, honestly, we see that this is not a truth that has been hidden from us, but it's actually been there. Maybe we've been selective in some of our hearing or some of our experience in our journey with God so far. But... In reading scripture, this is something that we're reminded of over and over again. Just as in the passage that we read this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. Now I know this is paradoxical and maybe a bit confusing to some of us. And that means that you're getting it. We're actually getting it. We're getting the truth that following Jesus' calling is so much bigger than just you or me. Following Jesus' calling is so much bigger than just my ego. So much bigger than just 
my comfort, or my neat expectations. He invites us into something more. To experience true comfort that is everlasting. Not just the quick fix. Now although, I have to admit, it's challenging. It's not easy to follow Jesus when times are hard. But we can see that our suffering actually points to a much bigger story. Just as all of life comes through some form of suffering, it points to a bigger story. In fact, we are all here because someone suffered for us, right? We're in this world because someone suffered for us. We are all here because of mothers that have born children. Everyone in here, everyone watching this right now is here and is able to watch this because a particular woman suffered for you and on your behalf. And in fact, I've learned in the past few years in raising children for us parents, choosing to raise children, really that all comes down to being willing to suffer on behalf of someone else. Being willing to lay your life down for children, for these children, to pay their bills, to provide for them, to lose a bunch of sleep for them. In fact, I'd be willing to say that nothing good, nothing true, nothing beautiful in this life comes without suffering. Challenge, pain, and suffering point to a bigger story. A bigger story of redemption. A bigger story of God's truth. A bigger story of God restoring all things back to himself. The good news is that we don't have to go through this alone. God is with us. And we have each other. We have this community. God's family. So friends, my prayer is that in this week, may we not give in to the myth that our challenges, our suffering, our setbacks, that all of that just has to do with some kind of punishment, or that this season that we're going through is somehow God being mad at us for sin or His disappointment with His children. No, this is not new for God. God has dealt with plague and challenge in the past. And God has been faithful before, and I can guarantee that God will be faithful again. May we trust in Him. What Scripture here is suggesting is actually the complete opposite. That our suffering is the confirmation of our calling when we align our will and our life with Him as God's people, we carry on the mission of Jesus. Our identity and purpose in Jesus Christ is an identity and purpose that we'll share in both His suffering and in His comfort. In His challenge and in His pain. And yes, we will also experience His victory and His glory. Now I know that this could sound a bit different to some of us and, and maybe new. Maybe this is not a message that you heard 
uh, before, whether you're new to faith or, or whether you grew up in the church. This may seem a bit unique and new, sharing in both Christ's suffering and in His comfort. But if you hear anything today, I want you to hear this. God's got you. We are all going through something together. Something much bigger than any one of us. And on top of that, some of us are going through unique challenges on top of this pandemic, pan on top of this season, on top of this pandemic that we find ourselves in. But I want you to hear this. God's got you. He will never let go. He's got us. We're safe in His arms. We're safe in His hands. And whether we see it right now or we don't, He is using this circumstance. He is using this situation. He is using this challenge for a purpose, for something so much greater than any of us can even see or think of or imagine. This challenge is for something greater. There is a story in the works there is a testimony in the works. So my prayer is that friend, brother, sister, hold on. Hold on to Jesus in this time. Hold on to Him as He is holding on to you. Do not let go. Do not let go of the God who will never, ever let go of you. Hold on to Him. Because trusting in Jesus will give us courage. Courage to move forward. Because this life is a journey often marked with tears. And when I think about tears, I think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was sweating blood, and I'm sure He was shedding tears before God the Father. Some of us know what it's like to go through some long times, some long journeys that have been marked with tears. We all shed tears, no matter who we are. Some of us have shed tears in the last couple of weeks when plans that we had for this time of spring are suddenly canceled, or suddenly gone because of something that none of us expected or planned for. Now those plans are gone, just like that. I've had some personal experiences with that as well. The truth is that we all shed tears. Tears of joy, but also tears of anger, tears of frustration, tears of hurt, tears of disappointment. And I don't care how tough or emotionally stable you think you are, the truth is that we all cry and we all shed tears. And Scripture has a lot to say about our tears and about our crying out to God, especially in uncertain times. God says in His Word that when you cry out to me, I listen. That when you cry, I am close to the brokenhearted. I am with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Those are God's promises to us in uncertain times and in the challenging moments. So today, friends, brothers, sisters, may we take that courageous step in being real with God and real with one another. 
in our suffering, may we cry out with the assurance that the creator of the universe holds us and reminds us that we are loved and cared for and that no matter what, it's going to be all right. I want you to pause and simply receive that right now. You are going to be all right. And because of Jesus, because of his death, because of his resurrection, we can be assured of this. We are going to be all right. We will get through this. With Christ at the center, with community around us, we shall get through this. When we acknowledge our own limitations and our own weaknesses, that gives way for God to leverage those limitations, those weaknesses for strength. When we acknowledge our suffering, our challenges, that gives way for God to provide us with true comfort, with everlasting comfort, not just the quick fix. And when we learn to lean into this calling and to read the Bible sincerely and honestly, we're reminded that in this world we will have trouble. We will have challenges as we're having now. We want to keep coming back to the victory, but remember we cannot understand the victory of the resurrection without the pain of the cross. So my prayer is this. May we not be surprised by difficult, by difficult days. The Lord is at work in the mess. Jesus is at work in the mystery. May we keep our eyes on the cross. May we abide and trust in the promises, in the power, and in the presence of Jesus in this uncertain time. I love how there are certain scriptures that just bring all that together for us. The promises, the presence, and the power of Jesus. We see that here in John chapter 16, verse 33. And we're just going to end with this word. I want us to meditate on these words as we close in prayer. John 16, 33. Jesus reminding us of his presence, of his power, and of his promises to give us true comfort. We see this in God's word in John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. These are God's promises to us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the true comfort that only you provide, God. A comfort that's just not based on our expectations or our emotions or even on what's right in front of us, Lord. But a comfort that is based on your presence, your power, and your promises. 
Lord, I just pray that you would be able to take us to that place of refuge, of shelter, and of true comfort in this time, God. Lord, our hope is in you. And I pray that right now all of us can take a moment to take stock about what, with what's going on in our hearts and in our minds. And may we turn toward you. Lord, we trust in you. Lord, we pray that you would give us the courage to step in, to trust in you, Lord. To hope in your promises, to believe in your presence, to say yes to your promises, to, to say yes to your power, Lord. It's too easy sometimes to just slide back into self-reliance. But God, today we're choosing to cling to your cross, to hold on to you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you never run away. You never let go. Help us to hold on, Lord. Give us faith. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. Give us the ability to find that true comfort in you. We pray all this in the faithful name of Jesus. Amen.